Joshua chapter 10 Their text for this morning is the verse 12 Joshua 10 and verse 12 Then spake Joshua to the Lord In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel And he said In the sight of Israel Son, stand thou still upon Gibeah, and thy moon in the valley of Ajalon. Joshua was a man who witnessed many, many mighty acts by the hand of the God of Israel. He saw how God humbled Pharaoh by sending the plagues upon the Egyptians and then taking the firstborn of the Egyptians. And he also witnessed the great miracle of God dividing the Red Sea. And as with Moses, he traveled those 40 years in the wilderness and saw how God miraculously fed the children of Israel day by day with manna until their journey through the wilderness ended. He saw water flowing from the rock that quenched the thirst of the Israelites and that was not all because he saw God depart the waters of Jordan and then he saw the hand of God at work when he conquered the city of Jericho and Joshua 6 and verse 20 we read and the people shouted with a great shout and the wall fell down flat. Mark the word. Fell down flat. When the walls of Jericho came down, they didn't form a pile of rubble that the children of Israel had to climb over. No, those walls came straight down into the ground. And I remember on one of the occasions when the opportunity to visit Israel, we went to Jericho, and that's right, we were able to look down into the ground and see the walls right down in the ground. That was, without a doubt, a miracle, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. God did it and did all run all these miracles. That is the God of Joshua. And God Joshua was not about to see another miracle. To see God do something that would never be done again. His battle 
for the Amorites was almost complete. But now the day was far spent. And Joshua didn't want any of the enemy to escape in the darkness. And so he prayed this prayer. He wanted God to lengthen the day that he might completely conquer the Amorites. And this is what he prayed. Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thy moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the answer to that prayer resulted in something being done that had never been done before and would never be done again. That's what we read in verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. That proves to us it was a prayer. What Joshua asked for, it was a prayer to God. And God hearkened on to the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. When you look at what Joshua prayed for, dear believer, that would encourage us in our prayer life to ask God for great things. For great things if God answered the prayer of Joshua and stopped the world in answer to that prayer, what would God not do for us? After all, we read in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, the Lord said, call unto me. So he's encouraging us. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Great and mighty things. That word mighty. That word mighty means difficult to be understood. In other words, God will do such things that we might say, how did that happen? How was God able to do that? Difficult to be understood. In other words, God is able to do those things that we have never seen him do before. Call on to me and I will answer and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In other words, things you've never seen before. What an encouragement to pray. And what took place that day in the battlefield was as a result of a prayer offered by Joshua. Here was an unusual prayer meeting. In the battlefield, Joshua lifted his heart to the Lord and prayed, and God gave the victory. Regarding this unusual prayer meeting, in which God stopped the world and answered the prayer, I want us first of all to consider Joshua and the promise from God. Joshua and the promise from God. 
the men of Gibeon had sent to Joshua seeking his help in overcoming the Amorites we read there in verse 6 and the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal saying slack not thy hand from thy servants come up to us quickly and save us and help us for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us Joshua agreed to that request and he received a word from the Lord with regard to that request and to that battle with the Amorites. Look at verse 8. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. There's God's promise. So that word from God confirmed to Joshua that in going up against the Amorites he was in the centre of God's will. That word from God confirmed to Joshua that he would win the battle and he was in the centre of the will of God. It's always good believer and whatever we do it's good to have a word from the Lord to know that we are in the centre of the will of God well that's what, that's what Joshua received he received a word from the Lord regarding this promise look there at the communication it's interesting to note the communication between the Lord and Joshua. We notice how God spoke to Joshua and then in return how Joshua spoke to the Lord. We first of all read and the Lord said unto Joshua verse 8 the Lord said unto Joshua it was a stern command that came to Joshua but a gentle word of comfort and encouragement God the Lord said unto Joshua now we see how Joshua addressed the Lord look at verse 12 then spake Joshua to the Lord that day no we do not read of Joshua crying out to the Lord in the midst of the battle it just simply states then spake Joshua to the Lord that presents to us a picture of two friends in conversation the Lord said to Joshua <coughs> then spake Joshua to the Lord does it not speak to us of the close relationship that existed between the Lord of heaven and Joshua his servant his relationship was similar to that of Moses and the Lord turn to Exodus 33 
Exodus chapter 33. And there we read in verse 9, Exodus 33, verse 9. And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And then look at verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. That was the relationship highlighted there that existed between the Lord and Moses. The Lord talked with Moses. And then the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and that's similar to the relationship that exists between Joshua and the Lord they talked as a friend would speak with a friend that's how Joshua spoke with the Lord and how the Lord spoke to Joshua is it any wonder then believer is it any wonder then that Joshua being in such a close relationship with the Lord that he was able to ask such a thing as he did he asked for the sun to stand still and for the moon to stay and for God as it were to stop the world that Joshua might complete the victory against the Amorites see there's no telling what you can accomplish through prayer when you're in a close relationship with God. If you're running with the world, you can't expect to see great answers to prayer. But if you're in close communion and fellowship with God, there's no telling what you can ask the Lord to do. If we are like Moses and Joshua and we speak with the Lord as a friend speaks with a friend, no telling what we can ask for. As well as the communication, we're told about the conflict. And Joshua was preparing to go out against the Amorites, he was assured that God would give him the victory we've read that in the verse 8 fear them not for I have delivered them into thine hand there shall not a man of them stand before thee there's the conflict and this tells us then that Joshua was going out against the Amorites in the will of God the Lord basically told them that I'll give you the victory there'll not be a man stand before you so that when Joshua offered up this prayer for the sun to stand still he knew that he was praying according to God's will and his prayer was based upon what God had promised him God had promised him the victory. That was the promise 
of God. And it was based upon that promise that Joshua prayed what he prayed for the sun to stand still and the moon to stay. Doesn't this teach us to always pray in accordance with God's will? James 4 and verse 3 we read Ye ask and receive not because ye ask and you receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. In other words James is saying you're praying for something that is not according to God's will. You ask amiss not according to God's will or God's word. Two consume it upon your lust the word lust there is a word that means pleasures some worldly pleasure just to satisfy the flesh but John tells us how we ought to pray let John tell us John tells us this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he heareth us and if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him praying in the will of God 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15 this is the confidence that we have confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will he hears us now you apply that to Joshua and what he asked for he knew he was praying in accordance with God's will. He knew he was praying based upon the will of God and the promise of God. And so when Joshua prayed that the sun would stand still, he had confidence in God that God would indeed cause the sun to stand still. He had confidence in God. When we come to pray, you and I know how the devil gets at us. And we pray for something. And there seems to be that voice. Said, Go on, God, answer that prayer. And we're filled with doubt. And we wonder, and it's all if or but. No, believe it. Let us go to our God with the confidence that Joshua had when they asked for God to cause them son to stand still, he had confidence that God would do it. So whatever we ask for, in accordance with the will of God. Let us pray with confidence that God is going to answer.
No dice. No dice whatsoever. Cast all dice aside. And go to the Lord with boldness and with confidence. As well as the communication and the conflict. We have the conquest. Joshua went into the battle against the Amorites knowing that he would be victorious. The Lord told them that in verse 8 that they were already read. So when Joshua prayed, again, it was based on God's promise. Isn't that how we ought to pray? And pray over the promises that the Lord has given to us. What promise has God given to you? What promise do you bring to the throne of grace every time you pray? Is it a promise that the Lord gave you regarding the salvation of a loved one? Is it the promise God gave you with regard to some matter some particular problem in your life God promised you he would solve that problem what promise has God given you a personal promise a particular promise a precious promise that you hold on to every time you go to the throne of grace and since God has given you that promise then you have the assurance that you're praying in agreement with God's will. If God gave you the promise, then you can be sure you're praying in accordance with God's will. Just as David prayed. David the psalmist prayed over a promise that God gave to him. This is what he said. Therefore now, Lord... Let the thing that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house to be established forever. Listen. And do as thou hast said. That was David praying to the Lord. The Lord had given him a promise. The promise regarding thy servant, he said, speaking of himself. Then he goes on to say, Lord, do as thou hast said. First Chronicles 17 and verse 23. So when God gives you a promise, then reverently pray, Lord, do as thou hast promised. Just lay hold upon the promise that God has given. And don't let doubt come in and spoil it all. Or unbelief. If God can stop the world. If God can cause the sun to stand still in the sky. God can do for you what he's promised you whatever is promised God will do it 
He doesn't give you any promises. He doesn't give a person promises that he was no intention of fulfilling. Not at all. God promised Joshua the victory, and on that promise, that's how Joshua prayed. As well as Joshua and the promise from God, we see also Joshua and his praying to God. You will notice here in Joshua's prayer his asking. It was a short, simple prayer. No more than our authorized version, no more than a dozen words. But it is what he prayed for that gets our attention. Verse 12 again. Son, stand thy still upon Gibeon and thy moon in the valley of Ajalon. Here we see regarding his asking, we see first of all his belief his belief in other words what Joshua prayed for he believed God would do it he believed God would do it is not what was said of Abraham is not what was Abraham's testimony Romans 4 verse 3 Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham believed God. Because as we know, Abraham had no son of his own. But then God promised him a son. And from the promise, until Isaac was born, the 25 years, For a lesser individual, they would have doubted that God was ever going to fulfill the promise. Uh, but you and I know he did fulfill the promise. When Abraham was a hundred years old, God blessed him with a son. Humanly speaking, that was impossible. That could not take place. But not with God because with God all things are possible praise the Lord Amen. with God all things are possible Matthew 19 verse 26 and listen to what the Saviour again said in Mark 9 verse 23 he said if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth and surely what took place in the life of Joshua will increase our belief in God that if God was able to stop the world cause the sun stand still if God can do that then whatever we're praying for God can do it for us we can say I believe God 
I believe he's able to answer my prayer. Would that be a better attitude to have when we go to the throne of grace and we pray and as we pray in our heart we say, I believe God will answer this prayer. I believe God will do what I'm asking. Joshua believed God just as Abraham believed God. And let us get a hold of that truth when we pray with God all things are possible. All things. All things. That includes those personal and particular matters that we conclude in our devotions every day. Those things that when we pray in our our closet, we spend time with the Lord and we bring these matters to the Lord every single day. Believe God. Believe God. Believe he's going to answer the prayers for those personal and those particular matters. In light of what Joshua prayed for, then there's nothing. Think of it. There is nothing in your prayers. There is nothing in your prayers or mine that is beyond the reach and the capability of God. When we get that into our hearts, that will give us confidence when we pray. There's nothing beyond the reach and the capability of God. With God, all things are possible. As well as the belief, there's the boldness. This indeed was a bold request in more ways than one. (coughs) But even more so when we read that what Joshua prayed for he prayed in the sight of Israel. We read that there in the verse 12. He prayed for this matter of the sun to stand still and he prayed in the sight of Israel in other words Joshua didn't go into the corner of the battlefield somewhere and whisper this prayer to the Lord no, those who were near him heard him pray heard him pray that the Lord would cause the sun to stand still so he prayed in public now we know that the Lord had a word of rebuke for the Pharisees read in Matthew 6 and verse 5 they loved to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men there were a bunch of hypocrites as the Lord described them that that wasn't Joshua's idea no Joshua prayed publicly in the sight of Israel because he had confidence that God would answer his prayer 
and he didn't care who heard him pray. It was something that came to him as natural as though he was praying in his closet. There was a need and he simply lifted up his voice to God to meet that need. He needed to defeat the Amorites. If the, if the darkness fell, they would escape. And he wanted the Lord to lengthen the day that he might gain the complete victory, as the Lord said he would. And so he prayed this prayer. What he did certainly demonstrated his confidence and faith in God. That's what we need, isn't it? Confidence and faith in God. Oh, how small is our confidence. How weak is our confidence in God. How small is our faith. Remember how often the, the Lord rebuked the disciples, all ye of little faith. And yet another time he said, how is it that ye have no faith? <coughs> that might be said about us from time to time. Let us take the heart what the Lord said. What did he say? He said, have faith in God. That's what we need. Have faith in God. If you ask a good friend of yours to do something for you, you have no doubt they'll do it because you know them. You know they'll not let you die. Well, listen, the best friend you and I have is the friend who answers our prayers. Surely we should have a greater confidence in our God than in our fellow man. Have faith in God when you pray. As well as they ask him, you have the answer. Read in verse 13. And the sun stood still. And the moon stared. God answered Joshua's prayer. And the sun stood still. And the moon stared. See? See? No matter what we ask God for, according to his will and purpose, he will answer. He will answer. God answered Joshua's prayer in an instant. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing to us. But really, it really shouldn't be amazing because we know we can, that our God can do all things. There's nothing God cannot do. Well, there is one thing. He cannot lie. 
for everything God says and tells us is truth God cannot lie and in that instant God stopped the world in response to his servants prayer no what are we praying for what are we praying for is it anything like asking God to stop the world is it anything like asking God to cause the sun to stand still no but if God caused the sun to stand still and stop the world what we're asking for God can do it God can do it if God stopped the world in answer to Joshua's prayer what will God not do in answer to our prayers if God is able to stop the world and extend the length of the day then is there anything too hard for God never there's never anything too hard for the Lord <clears throat> Jeremiah said our Lord God behold thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm listen and there is nothing too hard for thee they to look around us see what God has done God did it the whole work of creation God did it and we come to him with our petitions and in the light of what God has done in creation our petitions are so small but if God created the heavens and the earth and had made heaven and earth by a great power and a stretched out arm there is nothing too hard for God praise the Lord this is the God we come to this is the one we buy before and pray so take that truth with you the next time and every time you buy in the knee at the throne of grace there is nothing too hard for thee so we have the asking and the answer and then we have the account the account of what God did not only do we have an account of what happened that day here in the inspired word here in the scriptures but then we read in the verse 13 is not this written in the book of Joshua for Joshua wasn't an inspired book but it was recorded in the book of Joshua what God did that day and I would believe that God did something like that today 
I think it would be on the news. It would be in the newspapers. It would be right across the internet. If God did something like that today. 1859. As a year is often spoken about in Northern Ireland. It was 1859, revival broke out in Ulster. And what was taking place during that revival was not only recorded in Christian publication. Do you know something? The Cambridge newspaper, the newsletter, which still is being published today, the newsletter was recording things that were taking place as a result of the revival in the land. So things were being recorded in publication that are obviously not inspired publication. <coughs> Men who own pubs would be seen standing outside the front door of their pub pouring the booze down the drain. Praise the Lord for that. Pouring the drink down the drain because that man, that publican had got sealed and turned his puppet into a meeting house for prayer and the preaching of the word. But you know, we were to pray for revival here. And God moved in the mighty power of the Spirit. I believe what would be taking place as a result of revival would be recorded in the newspapers. Men's lives change, communities change by the power of God. You might say, oh, that'll never happen. Did the Lord not say, or did Jeremiah not say, there's nothing too hard for God. Doesn't matter what it is. If God caused the sun to stand still, there's nothing, nothing that our God cannot do. So let us take these truths to the throne of grace when we pray. For, as Paul said, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think that's our God as well as the Joshua the promise from God Joshua and his pray to God we come now finally to Joshua and the power of God we have the Holy Spirit's commentary and comment upon what took place that day there in verse 14 and there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man and fought 
for Israel. There was no day like that. Something similar took place in the life of Hezekiah. Recall when Hezekiah was told to set his house, his house in order because he would die and not live, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed. And as answer to that prayer, the Lord said he would give him 15 more years. And as evidence that he would give him 15 more years, and evidence that he had answered his prayer, Isaiah the prophet prayed for a sign to be given to Hezekiah. And we read in 2 Kings 20, and verse 10 and verse 11 and Hezekiah answered it is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees nay but let the shadow return backward 10 degrees and Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahab. So there's something similar that took place. But what happened in Joshua's day was an even greater miracle. And here, in those words in the verse 14, we have first of all the wonder. The wonder of what took place. There was no day like that before it or after it. There's the wonder. God did something remarkable in answer to prayer. There was no day like it. And it was as a result of prayer. Let me ask, what is what specifically burdens you? What are you specifically praying for? Is it the salvation of a loved one? Well, as you pray for that loved one, and God answers your prayer, I believe the day the Lord saved that loved one you would remember it you might even write down the date and you might even say there was no day like that the day that God answered that prayer well it's the same with the day you were saved not right you can say there was no day like that and you remember the day and you might even remember the time for me 5th of May 1969 at approximately 9.30 on a Monday evening the Lord brought me out of the mire of sin brought me out of darkness into light and saved my soul that was a day a day I will never forget as the hymn writer says, Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. 
after a wandering in darkness away Jesus my Savior I met oh what a tender compassionate friend he met the need of my heart shadows dispelling with joy I am telling he made all the darkness depart that's what he did for us spiritually think of it that's what he did for Joshua shadows dispelling and he made the darkness depart because he caused the sun to stand still and no wonder it's recorded there was never a day like that and that particular matter or person you're praying for the Lord answers that prayer you'll say I'll never forget that day that's a day I'll never forget as well as the wonder you have the willingness there's a tremendous word there in that verse 14 the willingness there was no day like that before it or after it listen that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. That proves to us that what Joshua had asked for was indeed a prayer. It was a prayer that came from the lip of Joshua. There was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. The Lord hearkened under the voice of a man. You know something? He's still doing that. He's still hearkening. He's still listening to the voice of man. Now God was willing to stop the world and answer to a man's prayer. What will God not do for us? Because he does hearken under the voice of man. Does this not speak to us of God's willingness to answer prayer? Surely it does. God hearken under the voice of a man. Yeah, we should read those words over and over and over again. The Lord hearkened under the voice of a man. The Lord hearkened under the voice of a man. The Lord hearkened under the voice of a man. Well, he hearkened under the voice of blind Bartimaeus and given his sight. He hearkened under the voice of Jairus and raised his daughter up from her deathbed. He hearkened under the voice of the centurion and healed his servant. He hearkened unto the voice of the leprous man, touched him, and made him clean. You know something? He's still doing that today. He still hearkens 
under the voice of men. In other words, he's still answering prayer. Praise the Lord. He's the power. Is the power. He has the power to do whatsoever we ask of him. Remember what the disciples said? In amazement. When the Lord came to them, or the, rather, the Lord was in the ship with them, in the midst of the storm, and they went to him and awoke him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? What a silly thing to say. And we're told they stood up and caused the wind and the sea to calm. And the disciples said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? Mark 4 41. The wind and the seas obey him, the sun and the moon also obey him, and all that is in the firmament of heaven obey him. That's the God we come to when we pray. That's the God we come to when we pray. And listen, the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man that means he'll hearken unto your voice and to mine son stand thou still upon Gibeon and thy moon in the valley of Angela the prayer that stopped the world Amen let's bow in prayer Lord, dear Lord, Thou hast shown us today how great our God is. The Lord, Thou dost hearken under the voice of a man with condescension that the Almighty who inhabits eternity by down his ear to hear what Joshua had to say we thank you Lord that when we pray thine ear is ever open to our cry we rejoice in that Lord, I pray thou would grant us. Indeed, Lord, forgive us for our lack of confidence and our lack of faith. So our prayer would be, Lord, increase my faith and my confidence. May we be with Joshua and Abraham, of whom it was said, Abraham believe God that the said of us we believe God 
Lord, write thy word on our hearts today. Let it have been a source of encouragement to us. And stir us up to pray for great things. Be with us, Lord, as we leave the house of God. Be pleased to bring us back again this evening to worship thee. Keep each one of us here, Lord, healthy and well and safe. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now. And until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away, the Saviour's name we pray. Amen.